Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the E2C Network, podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. War Eagle Auburn family members, and welcome back to another edition of E2C Extra, the place where we cover all the random stuff that falls within the Auburn family spectrum. Usually it falls heavy on the sports side of things, but if it's orange and blue, it is what we do here on this network and on this show. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about traditions, more specifically, a tradition that is near and dear to everyone's heart when you go to an Auburn football game, or even you might see this tradition at some other sporting events, but not the actual flight of the thing that we'll be talking about. We will be discussing the announced retirement of Spirit, the bald eagle, one of our war eagles, and one of our most cherished traditions. To do that, I had to bring in a friend and a former co-host of many shows here on the E2C Network. You know him as the aficionado of all things Auburn aesthetics, but also the master of Auburn traditions. Mr. Clint Richardson. Clint, welcome to the show. Hi, that is probably the nicest and best intro you've ever given me on the show. And that's all you get. That's it. It's all done. <laughs> all right. All right. Fine. We're done here then. <laughs> so I thought it'd be good to have you on here because while you are obviously primarily an Auburn aesthetics guy, that kind of brings you into the realm of traditions. And I think what we're about to talk about here is obviously I mean, I guess you could have a debate. Do you consider this Auburn, the War Eagle, being Auburn's best tradition? Yes, absolutely. And why, though? <laughs> well, I think you and maybe one or two other listeners might go back to uh, the Auburn Roots episode and contradict me on that. But um, <laughs> it's just, it's such a freaking cool tradition. It's such a cool sight. It's uniquely Auburn and I know that there are some other schools and other teams around the world that try to duplicate it, but there's just something special about it being an eagle here in the U.S. and just seeing it fly with almost 90,000 people watching it. It's nothing will make your hair stand up quite like this sight. And no matter how many times you see it, it just never gets old. The thing for me, too, that makes it so unique is I'm pretty sure we were the first ones to pull something like this off. And we had the setup, the facilities and the infrastructure, not the right word, but the uh, people with the expertise to pull something like this off. And like you said, you've seen other schools try to maybe do something similar. I, I don't know that Georgia Southern flies an eagle, but I feel like they've had one out like around on the on the field or something like that. Um, I know that I think it's Air Force because they're the Falcons. They have a Falcon. I think that they I think I've seen it fly. Is there anybody else that we're missing out there? I think the Seattle Seahawks also have something similar. I think they have a pet Seahawk on the sidelines. But um, I'm glad you mentioned Air Force because if I remember correctly, they actually lost the Falcon, I think, in Memphis one year for a bowl game. (laughs) 
and you know thankfully all of these people are really smart when they come to these birds and have them microchipped and and track the gps but their 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 falcon was just flying around downtown memphis all alone (laughs) on new year's night and that's that's got to be one of the scariest scenes there are just scariest situations for those uh bird handlers to be in well let me tell you it is funny that you mentioned that because we might be talking a little bit about that in our boy spirit or excuse me our girl spirit here let me let me go ahead and address this we're going to talk about some funny things related to what you just said but not just me but other people i I have a history for those listeners that don't know of uh i work in an animal related field i actually work specifically with birds but i also used to volunteer my time when i was at college at the raptor center Uh, i didn't work specifically with the war eagles but i got to see them a lot and kind of be around that area and learn about it and all that kind of stuff but um i know a lot of ins and outs about spirit and some of the unique nature of which he has but uh some of the some of the craziest things is the amount of people that thought spirit was a boy. Did you, were you aware that spirit was a girl? I was, I knew that spirit and Nova were of different genders, but I could never keep it straight on which one was which. And, and just being corrected all the time. It's like, I just stopped referring to any of the birds as he's or she's because I could not recall which was which and keep it straight. I actually work with someone who uh, was even more further involved with the Raptor Center during her time at Auburn currently in my, in my normal job. And she even said to me, it was like, she saw the announcement too. And she said, uh, how about I went like my entire life thinking spirit was a boy and <laughs> just learned. And I, I was like, and I'm like, I said to her, how on earth did you just find that out? And you're more like in tune with that than, than I am. Cause I haven't volunteered or even been there in a decade and a half. So the fact that you didn't <laughs> well, know. Well, something. let me ask you this, Kyle, how do you check? Um, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> <clears throat> I, I am an expert on many things. I shouldn't say expert. That makes me sound conceited. I am thoroughly knowledgeable and a lot of things birds, but we will, this is not what this show is about. This is family friendly. <laughs> I can't, uh, no, I, I just, I almost let right, something go not, here. I shouldn't, and I'm not going to do have even ask that one. <laughs> now that we've already derailed the show five minutes in, let's talk about what the announcement was. And this, I honestly was a little bit surprised by, I guess, maybe this announcement in terms of maybe not that it came because I knew that spirit was getting up in age but I didn't know that it was going to happen this season. But the announcement by Auburn University and the South Ra- Southeastern Raptor Center, which ha- houses and cares for not just the War Eagles, but many other education birds and raptors, but also um, rehabilitates and sends out of That's the part that I worked in. They announced that Spirit will be retiring as a, an official War Eagle uh, this season. The last flight that Spirit will ever take during a football game will be the Mississippi State game at Military Appreciation Day. And uh, that is the final time that you can see uh, our nation symbol and a symbol of Auburn uh, take flight in Jordan Hare Stadium. Um, so, what was your initial reaction to this? Uh, were you surprised, Clint, or uh, what, what's what was going through your mind when you read all this? It, it came out of the blue. Um, you know, I know with Nova, Nova was retired what two or three years ago because mm-hmm. of heart-related issues. Yep, and we saw that one coming because they had announced that. Uh, Nova was struggling with that, that they had been diagnosed and then they had finally announced the retirement spirit was just kind of out of the blue. And it was, it was just a news drop and not one that I was expecting, honestly. Yeah. It's something that (laughs) I knew was coming down the line. 
but I wasn't anticipating this uh, season as well. But then when, you know, if you think back kind of learning about Aria coming in and taking over for Nova, you think about uh, independence was announced, I think maybe a season or two ago that it was being added to the rotation. You probably could have just read between the lines and seen they're preparing for the future. But I think a lot of us maybe thought we had a little bit more time um, seeing spirit fly. Now it looks, this sounds very morbid. Spirit's not going anywhere as, as of this moment, spirit's going to still be part of the Raptor center. He's going to be an education bird, but he's just not going to be flying in the stadium. So if you miss your favorite bald Eagle, there's still going to be opportunities to probably get to see her from time to time. Um, if you want to go over there, the Raptor center, they have their Friday flights and feathers show. I think they do before every home game. Um, and outside of that, it's very hard to be able to go back there and see some of the facilities and stuff, but they do things from time to time. If you follow them on social media. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm sad obviously because spirit is a very cool bird. It's our nation symbol for crying out loud, but it, I always found it interesting. And I, it took me a while to get used to Clint a bald eagle as opposed to a golden eagle. Was that transition hard for you or how, how did that go for you? Well, let me start by actually correcting you on something you said a couple of times. Um, <clears throat> Spirit is not a war eagle. That, that, that is true. That is true. Moniker is reserved solely for golden eagles. You know, if you look at any uh, animal, live animal mascot, Smokey 12, whatever he is, is always a blue tick hound. Uh, Ugga is always a very specific breed of bulldog. And that naming convention is saved for the official mascot of the university. So, you know, Aria took Warriedle 8 or took the Warriedle 8 title just a few years ago, but they continue to just rotate the birds as they fly. But you don't have to be a War Eagle mascot to fly at Auburn University. Um, I, I'm actually really interested in this now. I wonder if, you know, the time comes that they would fly a non-eagle at a game, mm. if that would even make sense. But it would um, make sense. <laughs> I mean, they've got, they've got so many birds. They've got so many owls and just random birds that you would never see. And it's so cool to see them out and about when they had their uh, education sessions. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think it is a little odd to have a bald eagle flying around but again i think like you've been trying to say the the connection to the country's national symbol of a bald eagle makes it rather easy and especially when you get into the um the numbers of bald eagles throughout the country they were endangered just how many years ago Mm -hmm. The, the bald eagle population in this country is currently thriving and that's due in part because of the southeastern raptor center's conservation efforts Mm -hmm. it it is it is very important work that they do and obviously they're not the only ones doing it but they play a huge part in that in the education of why it was so important to save these birds and brought them back from i don't don't think it's too harsh to say the the pink of extinction and it's it's a very cool story a very cool success story when you see all of this you know green movement and stuff like that you know some of it and just i'm gonna get on my pedestal here for just a second gets a little out there and and this is me as a conservationist someone who works with animals saying that but this is a true success story of how you can connect people with a symbol or with an animal in the specific uh, instance and help make real change not just you know things for emotions and and feel goodism but for real change to help a bird that is very important to nature as a whole but to our nation uh so now i'm gonna put my soapbox away (laughs) 
<laughs> well, well, let me ask the conservationist Kyle over here. Uh, part of the press release about uh, Spirit being retired was that this year will be her 25th birthday, mm -hmm. which surprised me. And I didn't realize that Spirit had been flying at Auburn since 2002. Mm -hmm. She's she's an older bird. Yep. But this stat right here says that the median life expectancy for bald eagles in captivity is 16.5 years. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, That's and insane. The fact that she has already survived so much longer than the life expectancy. Yeah, I think the thing that people forget is, you know, most people will associate one specific like thing they know about a certain type of animal or even a certain type of bird to the rest of them. It's completely different. People don't even know that parrots can outlive humans. That parrot any like a lot of species macaws can outlive their human owners really? those there in yes, in the pet trade. And so sometimes in people's wills, they will will the, the macaw or the specific parrot to another person because they need someone to care for it after they're gone. That's just what happens oh. a lot. Not so much the case here with bald eagles. In fact, it's illegal for you to own a bald eagle. <laughs> so please, <laughs> if you find a bald eagle chick out in the wild, for some reason you probably won't, please don't mess with it. Or, you know, call your you know local uh, government agency that can help uh, the Southeastern Raptor Center. Call them to help that out. But yes, I mean, th this is well beyond median age. Uh, I think it, it shows a couple things here. It shows how well taken care of spirit is. So if there's ever anybody out there, you know, you'll get certain people that get upset with humans under animal care. But I think this goes to show you how they have the best medical care, just day-to-day -day care to keep them in tip-top shape. And then they're making the best calls they can. And I think the surprise of this shows you that this is how serious they take this. Because even as old as spirit is, they were still technically willing to fly her, but have finally just said, you know what, just in the interest of safety, we now have other birds who can take on that mantle. It's time to let spirit have a break and retire and just kind of be enjoyed for the beauty that she is. Not so much flying in a stadium of 87,000 people screaming at her the entire time, uh, <laughs> which when you think about it, put yourself in the, sh in the well, quote unquote, the shoes of a eagle, uh, Clint. In the, the feathers. Yes. Put yourself in the feathers. How would you feel with that happening all around you? That's terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even like public speaking in front of 15 classmates. Mm -hmm. So you can imagine that uh, this takes a lot of training. <laughs> takes a lot of effort, but it also takes great care uh, from the people that work at the Southeastern Raptor Center and by proxy, the Auburn uh, University Veterinary Program, because uh, they're just as much heavily involved in that. And, you know, our veterinary um, education program is top notch. And I know I have my orange and blue glasses on and <laughs> I'm going to say we're the best because we are, <laughs> especially in the area of birds and raptors. I will <laughs> I will fight people tooth and nail, and I might have already on that alone. Oh. Uh, but yes, uh, this is it, it's something that needs to take place uh, because we are in the, the just for to be real in the back half and not even we're past the back half of her lifespan. And there will come a time where she will have she will either pass on or her health will decline in a, in a certain manner that they have to help her pass on just like we do in a typical situation for dogs and cats that get old that can't help themselves anymore. Lots of other, you know, we're not going to go too deep into that and all that stuff because I know that'll make hurt some people's feelings talking about life and death and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is, is that no more spirit flying in Jordan-Hare Stadium. 
we're going to take a quick break from this episode for a special announcement. One of the things that we take great pride here at the E2C Network are our listeners are really our E2C Network family. Now, I know they enjoy listening to us, but let's be honest. Every once in a while, they probably would like a little bit of change of pace. Well, that's where you come in if you're a business owner. If you have any interest in partnering with us in terms of ads or sponsorships on our podcast episodes, you can reach us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com. Let us help you reach the widest variety of Auburn fans out there. I mean, come on. Who else listens to a network where they cover everything from Auburn football to The Bachelor and the connections it has with Auburn? Utilize our podcasts, Facebook live shows, and other flexible partnership opportunities that are available upon request. Let us help you reach the E2C Network family and the Auburn family at large on how you might best be able to serve them. Reach out to us at e2cnetwork at gmail.com for more information. That's all we have for you in this special message. Let's get back into the episode. Now, I would be upset if we did not discuss about some of the funny instances that have happened with Spirit, because it's just part of her story. Clint, did you get a chance to see any of them live? Were you there? Were, you know, there were a few mishaps that happened with Spirit? I know that her most famous mishap is colliding into the glass of the skyboxes um, and, and doing an amazing job to recover and finish the flight. Right. Um, all the other crazier eagle flights, I'm having trouble even to remember if it was Spirit or not. Um, it was. <laughs> Well, well, I was there for the 2012 Texas A&M game, which was a nightmare of a game. Yep. But the night started off with, I want to say it was Nova, but it could have been Spirit since it was the um, military appreciation game. But uh, the Eagle took off from the north end zone underneath the flagpole. And it was super windy. The wind was just swirling inside and coming down into the stadium. And it was incredibly difficult for uh, the birds to fly. You could clearly see that. But it just flies outside the stadium. Mm -hmm. And we're all freaking out. We're thinking that this is another Air Force Memphis issue. And like, we just lost a bird. And then finally comes right back in underneath the old Jumbotron. Actually, I think it flew through some of the uh, structure of the architecture of the old uh, video board and came right back in. And and it was probably the longest Eagle flight of Auburn history, but it was, it was something else to watch. My favorite part of that is, is how the whoa trailed off. And then as soon as spirit comes back in, it's like, it picks back. Whoa. Everybody got so excited again. It was, but I was, was I was in the student section, which is the south end zone, right where whichever the eagles flew out. And like you said, it, it was the war eagle, and it just started to tail off, and then it turned into panic. Mm-hmm. And then we're like, uh-oh, and then just went dead silent. And then it finally came back. It's like, yeah, okay, everything's fine. <laughs> but there, was, there were a few points of panic throughout um, that flight. Well, so the, the couple things that have happened with Spirit, and I'm sure it's probably occurred with some of the Eagles as well, but frequency of it with Spirit was pretty pretty high <laughs> as compared to the others. The let me address the the probably the quote unquote bad one. Uh, Spirit did not fly into the actual windows. Spirit started flying into him, realized what it was doing, saw its reflection, and she put up her talons, her feet, and kind of scratched and kind of you know 
almost tried to land on the windows and then pushed off and flew away. So okay, okay. just from a, like, if you actually slow down the video and see what happened, she didn't crash into it. It wasn't as bad as it sounded. The, the, the best sound. part of that was that like for two or three years afterwards, they had never cleaned the window. So you could still clearly see the mark in which her, her body had at least touched the glass. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and they have, uh, what's equivalent to dandruff sometimes too. And that usually will flow away. Cause it's just so that they can leave residue. And if you scratch the windows up, you're going to scratch, you know, leave scratch marks. So the, that bad instance looked bad, but wasn't as bad as it happened. My favorite though, is just the flying out of the stadiums. And she's also flown up into the upper deck. They're typically not supposed to do that because they're coming from the ramps, the walking up ramps to the upper decks, which means they start going down immediately. So that's just happened a lot. And the funniest thing for me is it happened so often, or at least at least I felt like it did, that I started instead of watching Spirit fly out because what we what I would do is instantly like look at the cage up there and just say, okay, who is this? And there, as soon as we saw Golden Eagle, everyone's like, oh, we're good, we're good. We see Spirit come out, we're like, oh boy, here we go. This is going to be <laughs> what's going to happen. The next part of it is is that you start looking around and seeing who's just into you know saying war eagle and then you look around and see people that are actually scared watching spirit and you realize yes. they have some familiarity with what's going on and then half the stadium freaks out when she flies out of the stadium the rest of us are just face palming because we're like spirit <laughs> come on girl <laughs> well spirit has also uh kind of buzzed the stands at yes. times too flying rather close but not dangerously close to the people in the stands and yeah. there are some amazing photos of uh some horror faces as yep. uh, as a freaking bald eagle flies right at them <laughs> yes it, those are always that that's what i'm gonna miss the most is the unpredictability of spirit <laughs> but it was always spirit would always come back and the thing that you need to appreciate out of all this is how well um trained spirit was and it takes a lot of effort and a lot of work to get these wild animals used to coming back to their handlers uh and it there's just a i can't even express to you how much work goes into that so much so that i do not work in that part of bird <laughs> area <laughs> in my job because it's just so much work um, but i have an appreciation for what all goes into that um, but plenty of stories to go around and we'd love to hear from some of you all on social media. If you're listening to this episode, if we put post up there, uh, just share with us, if you've got an interesting story, if you got hit in the head by, <laughs> by spirit, let's hear about it. Um, but you know, we say all this in jest and it, it's, it's not meant to degrade spirit in any way and say that she was less than the other war Eagles. In fact, I would think it makes her more special. Uh, we've already addressed, you know, she's the symbol of our country and it was a very unique thing to see. And I believe, Clint, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Spirit is the one that flew at the national championship game against Oregon in 20, uh, technically 2011, right? No, it wasn't an Auburn Eagle that flew. It was, okay, so that was, um, it was a different Eagle. It uh, was not related to Auburn whatsoever, unfortunately. Yeah, I thought that was Spirit for some reason. I guess we just assumed. No, we us. all did um, because they didn't tell us <laughs> we're watching the pregame show and all of a sudden they cut to an Eagle flying from the top rafters of the, the dome stadium. They're like, that's gotta be our Eagle. And it <laughs> wasn't, but they didn't tell us anything. Yeah. 
it was not really good communication. And it's not like one of the situations where one of the teams doesn't have an Eagle mascot. You know, it's not like Colorado and, and Tennessee played where they're both land animals. One of us has an Eagle for a mascot. You think you would make that by the way, this is similar to what Auburn does, but this is not an Auburn war Eagle. Please make sure that you know that distinction. <laughs> um, well, so so here I just I looked it up. It was not an Auburn eagle. The eagle's name was Challenger, named after the uh, the space shuttle. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's got to be probably from local there in Arizona because the the game was actually sick. where in in flags not Flagstaff. What is uh, Glendale, Glendale, Arizona? So it's probably got to be from somewhere in that region. Yeah, unfortunately, this uh, website is not saying. Well, unfortunately, they, they did not do a good job of communicating either way, both during and after the fact about where that eagle came from. But it would have been nice to have spirit there. Um, but let's address really quickly, though, what's the future hold? Obviously, we know we've got Aria. We've already talked about her being the official um, war eagle in the sense that because she, she is a golden eagle. We have had another eagle that has uh, it is a bald eagle that's going to be part of the rotation, and her name is Independence or Indy. Now, the question is, will it be just like Spirit and have so many adventures outside the stadium <laughs> or not? <laughs> uh, but if you're worried about not being able to see our nation symbol flying around Auburn Stadium in the future, I don't think you have anything to be worried about. So I, I guess this is kind of an easy answer, Clint, but I'll ask it anyway. Like if you had to pick, would you have preferred they stay only Golden Eagles or do you like having the rotation of, of a bald versus a golden? I honestly really like it. Uh, I think from the education standpoint, it's really good to showcase both of these species because I think there's a tendency to kind of just lump all eagles as bald eagles here in this country. And, uh, you know, when when Spirit was retired last week, there were a lot of people who were learning about eagles and bald eagles in specific. And I saw somebody on Twitter post, I didn't know that a bald eagle literally goes bald as it gets older. Its head turns white. It is, you know, a brownish head at some point. And then as they get older and mature, that's kind of their sign of maturity. Yep. And it's like, I, I didn't know that either. So, you know, these things, these birds and the Raptor Center and how Auburn uses them are always teaching us new things about their, their world. Yeah, and I think the cool thing about it, too, is it, it, like you've kind of addressed here, it gives opportunities for conversations there. Because, yeah, like, see, me as an animal person, I always knew that, of course, the juveniles uh, have the dark heads. And then <laughs> well, they, fine. Yeah, get, who didn't know that one? Come on, everybody. You know, uh, someone who's not traditionally trained in something like that. Uh, obviously, it should make sense that you might not know some small details like that. So I do think that it it took me a while to get used to because I remember the first time I saw Spirit Fly, I was like, "What is this? This isn't right." You know, it's kind of <laughs> like you know, like what happened to, what happened to Tiger at the time. You know, uh, but I, know. I do think that it's probably a good thing to have that. And with since it's done it pregame with the national anthem or right in close proximity to it, it kind of ties in nicely with that if you kind of mix that in. And since every year now, have we had a military appreciation game like every year for the last decade? since 2012 ish yeah so if we're going to be continue to do that that ties in perfectly right there to have a bald eagle with military appreciation day but we're so thankful that spirit uh you know got the opportunity to be part of our family and represent us out there on the field strike fear into the hearts of our 
Sometimes our <laughs> sometimes our fans, let's be honest, getting clipped on the head, but obviously uh, the opposing fans as well. And you know, it, it's a site that everybody agrees. No matter if you bleed orange and blue or you bleed crimson, crimson and white, you'll agree that it's pretty dang cool, even if you don't want to admit it. So I am uh, thankful for Spirit, but I'm also sad that we're going to be seeing her only one more time. Do you think you'll be able to come to that game, Clint? I, I don't know. I haven't planned out uh, the rest of the football schedule and, and getting tickets just yet, but I would I would really like to. It would be a cool one to go to. And let's be honest, you know, there are a lot of good games to come to this, this next season for 2021. Um, I don't think a lot of people had Mississippi State marked on their calendars. Now they have a reason to come. This is the last time that you will see the Eagle fly. In fact, I, let me go ahead and lament this a second. I put out a YouTube video saying the best home games to come to this season, and it was right before this announcement, and I put Mississippi State like as like second to last. I think now <laughs> it's like up in the top four, maybe three, simply because you need to see Spirit <laughs> one more time. Thanks, Auburn. Thank you, Southeastern Raptors Center. Uh, final thoughts on the bird, but final thoughts on the tradition, Clint, before we close out. And I... I we have lost so much over the last year and not being able to see the Eagles fly last season was such a bummer. So it's going to be so nice to see Auburn have these live Eagle flights once again. Oh, absolutely. No matter who it is, but obviously it's going to be extra special in Mississippi state for that military appreciation game. So we hope that you can come to that game and experience that one last time, but you better hurry. I'm sure the tickets are already flying off the shelves if they weren't already uh, for that game. (laughs) I didn't intend that, but, you know, uh-huh. it, it happened. I actually promise you I did not intend that one. <laughs> I should have just acted like I did. That would have been really sweet. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, Clint, for joining us today. Uh, before we get out of here, though, you do have an article that is just recently been published about some more Auburn, what we'll call it tradition-related stuff, but right in the area of your expertise of aesthetics and traditions. What uh, have you got going on? Yeah, so – you know, the last couple of years have been really tumultuous for Under Armour, and a lot of people have been asking, what does Auburn's future look like with Under Armour? As Under Armour continues to lose schools, they just lost Hawaii, um, they lost Boston College over the summer, uh, of course, losing UCLA and Cal and very dirty breakups have been just not good times for the Baltimore-based company, and so I put out a really long article. It's about 4,000 words, but kind of details all the the issues that Under Armour has been facing, um, what the better options for Auburn going forward is between Under Armour, Nike, and Adidas, and just kind of showcasing it's not an easy decision to just Auburn needs to sign with so-and-so. Like There's a lot that goes into these contracts, and I hope you read the article and you kind of realize that it's not very cut and dry. Well, you know, I was hoping we were going to go back to Russell and and buy that. (laughs) You might, you might be seeing some more Puma and uh, new balance and, and some, some different companies coming into play soon. Once again, well, it's a, it's a hot ticket for a lot of these companies. Uh, they understand the rabid fan base. If you, if you need any evidence for how powerful the Auburn family is, you need to look no further than their influence on the basketball tournament this summer and how they literally turned one team from like being a Florida-based team into an Auburn-based team. So there are a lot of companies that are going to be vying for that. So I hope you guys will all go out and check his article out because he puts a lot of time and energy 
into researching this stuff and answering a lot of questions that a lot of you, um, you know, ask him on social media or just are wondering about yourself. So go check that out. Clint, what else? Uh, where can they find you on social media if they want to contact you? You can always follow me on Twitter at ClintAU24, and you can check out my other accounts, the Auburn Uniform Database accounts, on Facebook and Instagram at Auburn Uniforms. And, of course, you can always check out the website at AuburnUniforms.com. If you want to follow me on social media, the best place is Twitter at TigerEye24. We can talk about birdie things. We will not talk about the birds and the bees for the birds, but not the bees. <laughs> <laughs> but you can talk with me about anything and everything Auburn there. I hope you enjoyed this episode, learning a little bit about Spirit, cherishing her, and hopefully we'll see you all in Mississippi State to see her last flight. Until then, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?